Uh, hi. Am I audible? Hello? Am I audible to everyone here? Well, hi everyone. Um, I think uh, we think that uh, we will start in a few moment. Um, please wait uh, for another minutes. Very quickly, uh, let's give some likes and comments on the room. Uh, make sure you hit that bottom right hand button. Comment, like, retweet, share this around. Let's definitely get some more people in here. I know this is a uh, completely flipped schedule from what we normally do so um yeah I, I expect a completely different crowd so yeah let's uh let's get into it and let's get more people in the room yeah thank you so much for um the statements okay maybe we can start in uh, like three minutes is that fine with you Yeah, that's good for me. Um, okay, I think that we already have um, many people tuning in here. Uh, maybe we can just start um, right away, um, shall we? Hello? 
Am I audible? Can we start now? Yes, yes, we can. I threw a couple of thumbs up. All right. Um, okay, then. I will start the session in like three to one. Um, so hello, everyone. Um, once again, welcome to the Token Minds Twitter space. So first thing first, thing first um, I will do a quick intro about up about us first um we're token minds a creative and innovative engineering agency working from crypto um blockchain nfts metaverses and ai and we provide one-stop services from consultation and development to marketing services and my name is hannah as usual um the, the host for today's twitter space called nft strategist talk with wolf capital and it's very good to meet you all uh, uh meet you all here again and for this um for this, uh, for today's talk, we will have Wolf Capital with us for the next hour. We will be discussing with, um, we'll, we'll discuss this with a very important speaker. You will know who later on, of course, right? And by this, um, we can hear from him and finally learn further about who they are, what project, uh, what what kind of projects they are working on, and so on and so forth. So you can start sharing the Twitter, the Twitter Space link and invite your friends now before all of this begins. And no worries, uh, we will also have the Q&A session later. So you can directly ask and get the answer to your curiosity later on. And now um, we can finally start the session, right? Um, so first thing first, I think that it is ideal to begin this by knowing who is with who is with us today right so would you kindly introduce yourself to our audience briefly please uh yeah it's jay shep the founder of wolf capital um you know i'm sure most people here know who i am but for those who don't i am the creator ceo founder of wolf capital um you know it's a project we've been working on for the better half of 11 and a half months we released roughly six weeks ago um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're having a pretty successful launch. Um, we had a successful launch. We're currently, uh, preparing to launch our product publicly, um, but it is currently in testing phase. All right, very nice. So we're uh, so we have the founder and CEO of the Wolf Capital itself, everyone. And yeah, as we're starting to know you further, what sort of activities do you participate in on Web two before jumping into the world of Web three? And can you tell us how you learned about NFTs and also Web three? And how did your interest in NFT start? And what sparked it? Yeah. Um... Typically, for, for <laughs> question-wise, um, three questions are going to slip past me every time. Um, <laughs> but I, let, let, me see if I, <laughs> let me see if I can answer all of this. So I got started in, um, right, let's, let's go back to Web2. Um, so Web2-wise, I actually uh, come from a sales and marketing background. I never went to college um, right out of high school. I jumped straight into sales. It was something that I just did not want to. Uh, I, I didn't want to go to college and get a degree for something that I wasn't going to use it for. Um, let's just you know say that. So it's like a lot of people go to college, they get a degree, they work a job, 
but nine times out of ten, the degree that they got, they're not even working a job that's related to that degree. And so for myself, I knew at a young age that I didn't want to experience that personally. I, I knew that if I was going to go to college, I, I needed to have a plan and I needed to have something in place where, where I knew at the end of the day that that position that I got was going to be related to that degree. But the problem is the world evolves quickly as well. Even if people don't realize it, you know, what, what may be an amazing job or a high paying job now um, five to seven years from now, once you you know complete college, that might not be the case anymore. So I ended up uh, just completely avoiding going to college and I was exploring different ways to create income, um, you know, w- with without having to technically work for someone. But I knew that I needed to create income in order for that to happen. So I started off in sales right out of high school. Um, I actually, the very first job that I had, um, you know, out of high school was a sales job for a vacation company. Um, so I was selling vacation packages face to face, which led me to the car business because I was getting, I was getting really good face to face sales experience. And so I got involved in the car business, um, six months into my, my first car sales job, I became an assistant manager past that, you know, another six months fast forward, um, I became a desk manager and I also went through finance for, for car sales. Um, I did extremely well in the car business and it was paying extremely well as, you know, so I, I didn't want to leave that, but I also knew that I didn't want to work for someone else for the rest of my life. And I wanted to find ways to make my money work for me. So I started to explore other, you know, options. I tried to find ways that I could make money without working for somebody else. That led me to network marketing. I got involved in network marketing pretty heavy. Um, In the first six months of being involved in my first company, I was able to build a team of a little over 2,500 people. And it was an educational-based platform that I was sharing, um, in the first six months, again, I built a team of a little over 2,500 people. Following the next six months after that, I had a team of over 7,500 people. So within the first year, 7,500 people worldwide in six different countries. Um, so I learned quickly how to build teams, how to um, you know educate people and push people to do things that they hadn't done before. And it was just an eye-opening experience. So yeah, I come from a sales and marketing background. I've always loved sales and marketing. It's it's been you know my bread and butter for literally my 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 life out of high school. So you know the better half of the past ten and a half, going on eleven years. Very nice. That was pretty much inspiring for our listeners here. So you have um, this passion. You already know your passion um, beforehand. So that actually also leads you to, you know, like jumping into the world of NFTs and Web3 also, right? So yeah, as we uh, as we finally know further about your journey. So how did you first find and develop Wolf Capital then out of, uh, and also I'm curious about this uh, one and out of, out of all animals, why wolf though? Is there any specific history behind that? Um, I've got a wolf cap. Not well. I actually do have a wolf capital tattoo. 
Um, so I've got a wolf capital tattoo, but that's not the reason why I got that after we minted. Um, I have a wolf on my forearm. I've always loved wolves. I looked at the ecosystem. There was no wolves that were dominating the timeline. It didn't really make sense to me as to why there wasn't. And I'm a pixel artist. That's why we went with pixel art. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, the only reason why I went with wolves. Um, it was something that somebody else wasn't doing. What was your other question? Apologize. I, I, I literally just woke up. I haven't even taken a sip of coffee yet. So I'm like trying to remember <laughs> the question. That yeah, it's had. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's all fine. So how did you first find and develop Wolf Capital? Um, so yeah, Wolf Capital became an idea whenever I was trying to figure out exactly what I wanted to bring to this ecosystem. I knew that I wanted to be a founder in this ecosystem, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to create. But I knew that if I was going to create something, it had to be something of substance. It had to be something that was worth getting involved in. And it had to be innovative and something that was unique. And so I was brainstorming quite a bit on different uh, ideas. And actually, the first product that I was working on was a data analytics platform, kind of you know, why I, I still have the, the analytics side of Wolf Capital. Um, but I was working on a data analytics platform. It was called, it was called um, Data Select. Um, and this, this platform ended up getting front-runned. So I spent like 15K um, just on building out this platform, getting everything ready, just to get front-runned by somebody else in the ecosystem. Their product is very well known today. A lot of people use it. It's called Hello Moon. Um, they're actually very good friends of mine um, today. And it's, it's funny because the product that I was creating was legitimately just a giant analytics dashboard that deep dived every single project out there, um, showed you where like the top, the top movers were, top sellers, you know, all of these different things. And um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to push that product out knowing that somebody else beat me to it because we weren't going to get the traction that I wanted. So I scratched the idea entirely. I took the L on, you know, the capital. It is what it is. Losses are going to happen, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to create something innovative. So I knew that whatever I brought to the ecosystem next, something that I truly was able to bring to life had to be something unique, had to be something innovative, and it had to be something that I couldn't talk about to the public for a while until it was ready. So Rewinding back 11 and a half months ago, when I started working on Wolf Capital, I was a lender in the ecosystem, and I still am a lender, but this was when Sharky had just launched, meaning there was now competition for, for, um, for Yaw. Many of you, if, if you've been a part of this ecosystem, know exactly who Yaw is, but for those of you who don't... Um, You'll probably remember Yaw as the platform that introduced 0% royalties. No one knew that it was possible until Yaw said, okay, we're going to do this at a contract level just so people don't have to pay royalties. It kind of changed the game uh, for the creators in the, in, the, uh, you know, in the Solana ecosystem when 0% royalties were introduced. Uh, but you know, we, we're getting past that. And it's still something that affects the ecosystem today. So... Yaw created a peer-to-peer -peer lending platform, and I was lending at that time peer-to-peer -peer through, you know, mainly on a on OK Bears. Uh, that was, you know, around the time OK Bears launched. Um, Sharky released as well, and Sharky was a platform that was doing 
you know, loans that were peer to peer, but it had set specifications and it simplified that side of the ecosystem entirely. And so I was lending pretty heavy, but I noticed that more platforms were starting to emerge like Fract and Fract came out slightly before, before Sharky did, but Sharky was really the one that caught my attention and that wanted that, that really got me wanting to lend. So I was utilizing these lending protocols, and as I saw more emerging, I knew that there was going to be an area that had to be filled because most people don't have the ability to shop all lending protocols at the same time, and maybe they just don't have multiple monitors. Maybe maybe they, they don't have a good computer that can handle shopping multiple platforms at once or shuffling through multiple tabs at once, or maybe they don't want to shuffle between multiple tabs. It's something that can be very, it's, 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 it's tiring to say the least. If you're trying to find the best deals, find the best rates, look for the best places to, to deploy your capital, but you're having to shop all of these different platforms at the same time, it might take you a while to find the best deals. So I wanted to fill that, that area. I wanted to, to bring all of these platforms together and simplify the process for people. And that's where Wolf Capital became an idea, became a vision. And so what I ended up doing was brainstorming on multiple points, trying to figure out what 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 specific items do we need to bring this product to life to get people to come and use this platform rather than going to these other lending protocols. And so now fast forward to fast forward to today. Um, right now, our platform is currently in testing for holders. Holders are able to test the platform at any given moment, um, and we're going to be going live publicly pretty shortly. So, yeah, that's just a quick breakdown of what Wolf Capital, you know, what what brought Wolf Capital to life. Um, you know, my background in the lending ecosystem um, really goes back to when when y'all first started. So, I've been lending in this ecosystem and borrowing since lending became a thing on Solana. Very much understood. Then, um, as we're talking about uh, the life of Wolf, Wolf Capital, uh, can you tell us more about uh, what kind of projects you're working on and also precisely what are your areas of expertise? Yeah, so as mentioned before, I've got you know 10 and a half years of sales and marketing experience. My experience goes back to sales and marketing leadership as well. Um, you know, From my experience of leading network marketing companies, as I mentioned, I built massive organizations in the past. So it's really just growth, sales, and marketing. Um, what was your other question again? Um, so it's about uh, Wolf Capital, like what kind of projects you are working on. And also um, specific, specifically more like uh, what are the expertise of Wolf, Cap- Wolf Capital also? So we're, we're a lending aggregator. So our focus is the lending ecosystem and then also art side and community. Community comes from building just, uh, you know, a diehard group of people who truly support and love what we're doing. Um, it's, it's, it's difficult to build a community unless you have the right, the right understanding of how to do it. Um, you know, from, from my experience of building organizations, it, it comes, I'm not going to say naturally, but because Web3 is, in itself is a different beast, but I, I have a better understanding of how to do it than the average person. So um, our expertise is lending. That's that's what our expertise is. It doesn't go past that. It will not go past that. We're a lending aggregator. That's our focus, and it's not changing. 
Um, in terms of projects that I work on, it's Wolf Capital. Um, I create art for another project called Bonk Apes, and then also I have a one-on-one art community called the Chad Society. All right, then, uh, as we'll can see from the Wolf Capital's NFT creation, right, uh, among all types of art creation, are there any exact reasons why you choose pixel art as the main theme for the NFTs? Yeah, I'm a pixel artist, so I chose pixel art. Um, I've got 13 other pixel artists working on the project. It's the people that I'm the closest to in the ecosystem, so it made sense to go with pixel art. I don't really like line art, if I'm going to be real. I think there are great projects out there that have line art, but I'm not that big of a fan of line art. Like I, per I just personally prefer pixels. I grew up playing games that were pixelated, so there's not going to be a thing that changes that. Wolf Capital will always be pixel art. It's never going to change. If you want it, line art, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It's never going to change. We love pixel art. It's going to stick to pixels. All right, then. Uh, I'm also curious about, is there any um, pixel uh, pixel artist that you favor the most? Like, you really love their art um, kind of things. Do you have any ideas of that? Yeah, I mean, most of the team, there's a ton of pixel artists in this ecosystem. Uh, but with Wolf Capital, the people that I reached out to to bring on board were the people that I respected and, I, and admired the most. Um, so we've got 13 amazing pixel artists. We've got individuals like Scum Soul. Uh, a lot of people thought that he was just a line artist. Turns out he's also a pixel artist. We've got Zenom, Marcelino, Lawrence Anthony, Bad Luck Zulp, Wacko. Um, we've got Jazz. He's actually a, a very young pixel artist. Jazz is like 18 years old, um, but he's doing exceptionally well, and he's been a very creative individual just coming up with different unique styles of, of, of pieces. So, you know, overall the entire team is, is phenomenal. Every single person that, that is creating art for Wolf Capital, they're, they're next level. Uh, most people don't really compare to them in terms of the art side of things on soul. Um, and uh, we've also got individuals like Chris Saturn. So, I mean, overall, if you're asking me who my favorite pixel artists are, They're the individuals who created the art for Wolf Capital, and that's for a reason. The, these people I brought on to create as much as much unique pieces, as much unique traits as possible, and they're the individuals who I believed could get the job done, and they did. All right, very, very awesome. Then diving deeper into the collection, what kind of specific benefits and utilities do the owners of the collection gain from it? I think that we also have to talk about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. So as an owner of Wolf Capital NFT, if you have three Wolf Capital NFTs, you pay 0% transaction fees with our lending aggregator. Um, you know, not all aggregators need to create a platform or a you know or or, or you know an nft um you know obviously they need to create a platform uh but you know they don't always need to create an nft in this case we did i needed capital to launch this product so i wanted to make sure that the people who supported the product from the beginning were individuals that would be able to benefit from that platform by owning three wolf capital nfts so if you have three you pay zero percent transaction fees You also have the ability to potentially get airdropped, uh, you know, different pieces of art by some of the most sought-after artists within the ecosystem. You have the chance of being airdropped traits, uh, trait packs as well. 
but one thing that I will say is that's something that's only accessible to people who pay royalties. If you don't, if you do not pay royalties on the NFTs that you own, you cannot get airdrops. So we know a lot of people want to just trade in this ecosystem. That's why we have zero percent trading fees. Um, you know, it, it or zero percent royalties enforced. Or oh, Jesus, sorry. We don't have royalties enforced <laughs> for Wolf Capital. Um, if you want to pay royalties and support the project and have the possibility of getting airdrops and also have the possibility of getting 0% transaction fees, you have to pay royalties. We're not going to give people access to benefits of Wolf Capital if they're just looking to trade. So if you own Wolves and you haven't paid royalties, I would highly suggest doing so. You do not get any benefits without paying royalties. All right, that was great explanation. So the our our listeners here can also take note from that, like what kind of um what what kind of benefits and utilities that Wolf Capital offers to um the holders, right? And yeah, um, going back a little bit, um, looking at your bigger framework, can you tell us more about your current roadmap? Uh, involving the art and also landing analytics and and, ag- and aggregation like what you have said and also loan hub um, what are this and also their aims how do they uh, how do each of that correlates with the ecosystem of the wolf capital yeah every single piece is just a function within the lending ecosystem not a single piece is some is related to anything outside of that Um, So currently with our platform, as I mentioned, it's live for holders. You can test the product if you own Wolf Capital NFTs. Um, But our platform itself, it goes in depth to collections where you can think of it like a marketplace. Just think like Tensor, but for lending. All we do is we aggregate listings. There's, There's not much else to it. We aggregate listings across all these protocols and we find you the best deals. We find you the best rates. You can simplify your experience. That's the whole focus, is simplifying your experience within the lending ecosystem. So we have our, our stats page. You can actually see global stats across all lending protocols to date on Solana, anyone that has volume. Um, you can see the lowest loan-to-floor ratios, the highest loan-to-floor ratios. Um, loan to floor ratios are, are, are just you know points of, of, of interest as a lender that will allow you to find the best value for your NFT. If you're borrowing against an NFT, you want to find the best value. If you're lending, you want to find not necessarily the lowest loan to floor ratio, but you want to find something that that if you're lending on an NFT, you don't want to be lending at you know 70, 80, 90 percent. Well, 70 is good, but like. 85%, LTV, it's just not logical. There's no reason to, to lend on those. And the reason why is because within lending or just you know projects in general, the floor price is going to fluctuate quite a bit in all projects. Our markets are extremely volatile. So if you're lending against a volatile asset and it's a seven-day period, more than likely, you're probably going to get liquidated in that seven days. So as a lender, we want to find you the best places to deploy your capital um, that, that you can ensure you're going to be profitable on. If you're deploying capital on like a, an NFT where you're only giving 60% of the value, that means the NFT has to fall 40% just for you to break even. If somebody defaults, 
and it hasn't fallen forty percent, you're in a position where you can now earn an extra forty percent on top of that NFT from it defaulting. So our focus is just providing people with analytics, data, everything that they need to improve their experience. Uh, with our collections tab, you can lend, you can find the best places to deploy your capital um, with all of these NFTs just by pressing one simple button, which is an actionable button. It's lend. When you click lend, it brings up a table for you to choose which platform you would like to deploy capital on. Um, outside of that, we're going to have borrowing going live shortly. We have a liquidations tab where you can actually be up to date with every single NFT that is actively being liquidated in the ecosystem. You can see the most recent liquidations in real time. It gives you a timestamp of exactly when they liquidated. It gives you an upcoming liquidations tab, which tells you exactly when an NFT can potentially liquidate. And then also we have a past due tab. The past due tab, um, the reason why we have that is because when something says that it's getting ready to liquidate, when that liquidation threshold ends, the person who borrowed has to pay the loan back or the person who lent the soul, they have to take that NFT. So they have to accept the NFT. It doesn't just get immediately deposited into their wallet. So past due is where all of those people who have not paid their loan back or the borrower has not accepted the NFT, that's where all of those go. And it's crazy because there are NFTs that have not been paid back for, you know, 24 days. I'm literally looking at it right now. And, you know, it's because some of these people just don't want to accept that L. I, I don't know why. Sometimes people just forget about it. Well, luckily with Wolf Capital's platform, we have a portfolio tab as well. That will allow you to stay up to date with all of your recent NFTs that you've borrowed against, that you've lended against. It gives you a thorough breakdown of how many NFTs you've lent on, how many NFTs you borrowed on, how much soul you've borrowed in total, how much soul you've lent in total. And then also gives you a breakdown of what you do more. Are you a lender or are you a borrower? What, what are you typically doing more? We give you a thorough breakdown of all of that. With um, loans, you can actually see exactly which ones are active, which ones were repaid, which ones have been extended. Um, it shows a breakdown of exactly which platform you can actually cycle between all of them to, to you know, separate each loan um, you know, categorically by the platform. You can see what offers you currently have out there, and we're getting ready to release a feature that allows you to revoke all of the offers. It's something we've been working on since we started the lending side. Uh, but it is, you know, a little more in depth because it's something that's not actually functional on any of the protocols to date. So we're creating a, a you know, a feature that has never been created before. It's going to allow lenders to be able to revoke all offers at once um, rather than doing it one by one, which can be very tedious. Trust me, I do it all the time. It's pretty annoying, but you know, it's it's something that you have to do. Uh, if somebody front runs your your lending offer by 0.01 soul. You now have to either go back and revoke all those offers just to place a higher offer or you have to wait for that offer to be accepted. So this feature will allow you to revoke every single offer that you currently have out there or you can select exactly which ones you want to revoke and take those back and then redeploy your capital. Um, on the borrow side, you can filter between active, extended, repaid, 
and liquidated loans. So if you want to see all the NFTs that you've lost or the ones that you've been profitable on or the ones you were not profitable on, you can see all of that information directly through the borrow side of the portfolio. So that's a thorough breakdown of the platform. Loan Hub is currently not live. The Loan Hub is only for holders. It, think of it like paper trading for those of you who are familiar with uh, you know, just uh, trading in general. Um, if you're trying to get familiarized with the lending ecosystem, but you don't want to deploy your own capital, we allow you to leverage the the um, the treasury that we have with Wolf Capital. So you do not earn anything from that in terms of of monetary gain. There's no soul earned. Um, it's it's legitimately paper trading. But what you do earn is points. Those points go towards a leaderboard. We upload different items that you can earn, such as trade packs, um, Wolf Capital NFTs, and several other things. And that just allows users to be there every step of the way, participating within our loan hub, helping build our treasury to ensure that we're profitable so we can pay our staff monthly um, and just have a profitable business. So the loan hub is designed only for holders. They get to see exactly where we're at with our treasury. Everything is thoroughly broken down so people can see exactly what's happening there. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, that was very interesting and also um, very well explained points, right? Um, how we can know further about the platform and also the ecosystem of Wolf Capital as a whole also. And yeah, moving on to the next question then, as we and um, as we have you as the founder and also CEO of Wolf Capital itself, um, talking with us today. How do you personally feel about the growth of Wolf Capital up to this point? I'm curious about that. I think we've had arguably one of the best organic growths within the ecosystem. And that's that's hands down. I, I've been a part of this ecosystem for a very long time, since July of 2021. Um, you know, really since, since Solana started. Um, so looking at... at most projects, a lot of the times, um, it, there's there's a lot of people in the background that are doing a bunch of different marketing tactics. They're just paying for for you know following whatever it might be. Um, there, there's a lot of things that that people are doing in the background that people do not see. The average person doesn't see it. They don't notice it. Uh, but it's it's kind of obvious to tell if a, a following is botted or not. There's also um, you know tools out there that will tell you um, how how many people who are following that platform are actually real, who are not. Um, the last time we had a, a Twitter audit, we had like 2.6 percent of our following was was fake, um, and that's that's just not heard of. Um, so I think in terms of marketing, because of my marketing experience, we've done exceptionally well with the growth of Wolf Capital. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't want to do it over again. I think that everything that we've done leading up to now has been executed, not flawlessly, but in a way that that can't just it, it just can't be replicated. You can't replicate organic growth. Um, people can, of course, have organic growth, but it can't be replicated. The reason why I'm saying that is because our marketing strategy for what we created is entirely different than what somebody else creates for their own product. This ecosystem is vast. It's it's evolving. It's expanding. One system does not work for all. And that's a fact. I've seen several projects try to replicate others' success, 
and they fail massively because of that. Maybe they have some short-term growth. Maybe they, they pump really high in floor price, whatever it might be. But odds are is if they're trying to replicate something that somebody else already created, it's just not going to stick. And it's because those people who are involved in this ecosystem, we're, we're a really small ecosystem, right? There's like 5,000 active wallets on Soul. So if you think about it, do you really think people are going to be exposed to something for that long if it's just a replica of the real thing? No. So I think marketing campaigns are, are entirely set on, on you know, what, what, what is the founder looking to achieve and how can they create a marketing campaign for their own product? For Wolf Capital, everything that we've done was thought about, you know, was thought out for a while. We, we planned everything accordingly and we executed on our marketing campaign in, in the exact way that we intended to. Um, so I think our growth has been exceptional. Um, I'm, I'm sure the community can agree with that. We have a diehard community that's constantly supporting Wolf Capital that shows up day in and day out. Um, I, I, I know, obviously, uh, this space is slightly smaller than what we what we typically have. But again, this is a space that we're having that's on the entire flip side of when we actually have uh, spaces typically. So in general, um, the community is extremely active. They're, they're very, very diehard. They're participating constantly in the things that we're doing. Um, and they're just excited. They're just as excited as I am um, for our product to go live publicly. Um, but yeah, in terms of growth, we've done exceptional. Well, I do really love this confident answer and how it is also aspiring for others, right? And yeah, and going on to the next question, in today's era, I think that uh, we all, we I think that we all also think that it is easy to appropriate someone else's creativity and also utilize it for their own benefit. Can you give a give us your opinion on why is it so? crucial now to license artwork and are there any measures that wolf capital takes to ensure and protect the artist's creativity yeah so i think um people are gonna duplicate other people and and in all reality if somebody created a derivative of wolf capital i know we're doing something right am i gonna approve of it no is it good to get licensing for for things in terms of copyright? I don't want somebody to take our wolves and just replicate that exactly, right? That's not what I want. I also want to make sure that if somebody buys a Wolf Capital NFT, they actually have rights to do whatever the fuck they want with it because they bought it, right? I think that's the biggest thing missing in most projects is the IP rights are actually not established in favor of the person who owns the NFT, um, so we've got great IP lawyers that that have been, you know, working endlessly to to put our IP, um, you know, our 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 legal documents together for the IP side of things. Um, but yeah, I, at the end of the day, it's not something that I really care about. I, I personally don't care if somebody tries to recreate the art. Um, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they're going to do. You know, we've seen it happen time and time again. There's a million derivatives for a million projects. Um, and it's something that you can't necessarily control. I mean, you can send a, DMC, a DCMA or whatever you want to send to them to try to, you know, tell them to remove it. But at the end of the day, it's like people are going to do what they want to do. 
I personally don't give a shit if somebody wants to recreate the art as long as they're not taking the wolves exactly how they are and throwing them out into a new collection trying to claim it as their own. Um, so I, I hope that provides a clear answer. Um, I think I think a lot of the stuff that people talk about in terms of of you know replication of collections, it's just it's going to happen. You can't stop it. It's going to happen. People are undoxing this ecosystem. You can't you know call the police on them, right? This it's Web three. We're still extremely early. I think there's a lot of things that we have to learn from in this ecosystem. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's something that I don't really care about. The only thing that I care about is the holders who have these wolves being able to take these NFTs and do with them as they please. Right. Um, pretty makes sense, though. And yeah, we're finally almost at the end of our session today. So we're going to have the last question. Um, I'm sure that Wolf Capital must have a lot of things planned for the future, right? And I think that um, you have also just built some strategies and also tips for, you know, like maintaining um, Wolf Capital as a whole also uh, previously. And can you share some advices on how you overcame um, obstacles and kept um, Wolf Capital in the market up to this point and can you help us imagining uh, wolf capital's future are there any specific new projects in progress maybe can you tell us more no new projects wolf capital is wolf capital um we uh you know our, our focus is our protocol is our platform getting that live that's that's all we're doing we're not we're not doing a million things like a lot of projects are doing our we are focused that's that's the key With Web3, if you're not focused on what you're doing, you're probably not going to be relevant for long. The reason why we've been able to maintain relevance is because we're focused. So um, Wolf Capital, it's a lending aggregator. That's what you're going to get. We're telling you what you're going to get. You're going to get a lending aggregator. It's not going to change. Um, in terms of, wait, what, what was your second question? Um about sharing some advices on how you overcame obstacles and also how do you uh, keep wealth capital in the market up to this point? How to like sustain wealth capital? Yeah, so that just comes down to delivering to your community. If you're not delivering, you're probably going to go to zero. That's just a fact. Um, in terms of advice, if you're looking to launch an NFT collection, if you're looking to launch a project, I would probably say don't do it. It's very tedious. There's a lot of stuff that, that goes into launching a project. You have to please a lot of people. You can't please everyone. There's always going to be people who are dissatisfied. A lot of the people in the ecosystem, especially on Soul, just are, they, they don't have a lot of capital. So when they buy an NFT project, a lot of the times they expect answer after answer after answer after answer after answer every single day. So it's just a very tedious process. I would highly recommend not starting an NFT project. You're going to get your hands full. But if you do decide to launch a project, regardless of what I just said, my recommendation is just don't quit. There, there's absolutely no reason to quit. You have to be dedicated to what you're doing. If you're not dedicated to what you're doing, you will fall off immediately. This is an attention market. And if you can't maintain the attention of the individuals who are here, If you can't convince them to become a part of what you're doing, you will fail. And that's just a fact. There's nothing else that will change that. This is an attention market. We have very few users. So you're coming into an extremely competitive market. There's thousands of NFT projects. 
that currently exist. Most of them are rugs. A handful of them are not. And if you're going to do something, you need to make sure that you're doing it thought out. You need to be very careful with who you share your information with because somebody might seem like your friend, but odds are they're just trying to get information out of you so they can go create something before you do. If they have more money than you, they're probably going to be able to accomplish that. So I would just recommend making sure that you keep your ideas close, very, very close to you. You don't share them with a ton of people. Work on your product endlessly, whatever you're creating. It doesn't even have to be a product that's, that's, that's you know benefiting the entire ecosystem. Maybe you're just looking to create art. Well, if you're going to do art and you're going to do a brand play, you better do it right. Look at people who have had success. Don't replicate what they've done, but look at people who have had success and see how they operate. See what you can learn from them. Take pieces of what they've done that's worked in terms of their growth and see if it can potentially work for your idea. But you need a brainstorm. You have to spend a lot of time brainstorming. If you think that launching an NFT project is as simple as coming up with a name, coming up with a logo, coming up with some art and throwing together a quick growth campaign um, with an influencer, it's not that simple. We've seen projects time and time again come up, especially during a bear market and completely fail completely not not mint out and that's what you don't want to happen you want to make sure that whatever you're bringing to this ecosystem has enough substance to where people are genuinely interested in buying into that project and buying into you as a founder so make sure you spend a lot of time just uh you know doubling down on your belief doubling down on on whatever it is that you're looking to create but don't just recreate things that have already been done in this ecosystem. You want to do things that are new, that are innovative, that are fresh, that brings new eyes to the ecosystem, brings new eyes to your product, and captures that attention. If you can't capture the attention, you're going to go nowhere. That's just a fact. It is what it is, but that's, that's my advice. All right. Thank you so much for the advice. I think that that was great. I think um, all of us can also take note from that. And especially for the aspiring founders here uh, in the future. So yeah, as we uh, have run out of questions, I think that it is finally the time to open the Q&A session. Um, if you have any question, just click request and I will accept that so you can just... Um, uh, turn on your mic and ask our speaker here. Is there any question, everyone? Well, I think that no one wants to ask question. I I saw I saw some someone requested um, to be a speaker. I think that he or she want to ask something, but she's not in here anymore maybe um if we don't have any question um i will count going once going twice all right then um if we have no question i think that um your explanation is was already well very well explained enough also right uh, like we have so many insights about wealth capital and also the things that um very important for everyone for our uh, for the holders for um the people who are in 
in in charge of the world of NFTs and Web3 and maybe also for the aspiring founders out there. And yeah, maybe, uh, can you uh, like share one last statement for our listeners here? Yeah, I just want to say thank you all for, for coming out to this space, showing up and, uh, you know, hearing what we're working on. If you've not grabbed yourself a wolf, I would encourage you to do so. We're not going anywhere. We're a project that's established in this ecosystem. Um, you can see from the content that we push out to the product that we're creating, we're here to stay. Um, so if you're looking to be a part of a community that's diehard, that will support you and whatever you're looking to accomplish, Wolf Capital is definitely a place that you can call your home. So I would highly encourage you all to grab a wolf, jump into our Discord, be active. And yeah, if you want to test the product and you own a Wolf Capital NFT, feel free to uh, tag me in the general chat and we'll get you set up to, to beta test. All right. Thank you so much for the uh, last statement. So we would like we would like to thank Wolf Capital for participating in today's conversation and also for coming to be our speaker. We also want to thank everyone who has listened uh, uh, for joining us. And also, please keep in touch with us on our social media pages and at tokenminds.co as our official website. And also, don't forget to check out the Wolf Capital here by buy yourself some wolves out there and yeah um yeah thank you everyone thank you so much Yashap, for the time absolutely thank you as well <laughs>